Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist's created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. Say hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. It's Hayley. And it's the Inner Circle Podcast. Circle Podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree. And Taylor Breezier. And this is the Inner Circle Podcast. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome to another week. Yes, we are on the countdown of summer. Oh my I'm, gosh. I'm excited. I know. I know you like fall. And I mean, I'll be all right with any season, I guess. There's there's good things in every season, but yeah, I don't know. Something about that vitamin D. True. I, I really enjoy summer, so... I'm I'm hoping it it lasts as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm just gonna be honest. But how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I'm trying to think. The last time we talked, not you and I, we talk every day. Um, but <laughs> on the podcast, did I mention the launch, the wine launch party? I don't think you did actually. Yeah. So I am um, a consultant for a winery out in Napa and um, COVID really hit my consulting business really hard. So what I do is I, I pretty much, to put it as simple as possible, I have signed up to be like an ambassador or like a, um, a yeah, like an ambassador for this winery out in California. So I go do tastings, kind of expose their wine to people in their homes or private, you know, spaces. Yeah. Um, and by doing a, a educational based wine tasting where we do a couple of activities and games, and then um, it gives the the party the opportunity to purchase wine and take it home directly from California and have it shipped to their house. And so that's like, good wine. Yes. And it's very mm-hmm. good wine. And so um, during COVID, no one was wanting to have anybody in their house, which was understandable. Yeah. Um, and then I tried the online virtual thing and I wasn't good at it, but I'm revisiting that now because I kind of, I, I did a lot of like analytics and research on my social media and my um, customer group and or like customer base. And I'm heavy, heavy, heavy in Indiana. And I kind of wanted to get out of that. Um, not that I don't love you guys, but um, kind of want to get some more exposure and growth. So, yeah. Um, 
so yeah so did a relaunch and it was a lot of fun and sadly taylor was on her sabbatical jumping all around the entire country chicago at that point i was just in chicago at that point but i did have a friend come and visit but i'm going to napa but they don't have an actual yes they do um do they have an actual site yeah yeah all right we'll talk offline yeah send me send me that because i do want to go by the store i used to be a consultant as well but uh i didn't amber was my mentor and one thing about amber that maybe you guys have picked up and if you most of y'all know us in person who listen but um like she's gonna grind and she always does good with entrepreneurship and uh i uh you know do what's required (laughs) you're like that's just not my gift i'm good (laughs) i hope to own a business or two in the future but definitely um, will be an area of growth for me. Uh- <laughs> I will say this about Taylor. Um, and I always bring up Taylor in all my tastings all the time. Her, she, she, there's a group of people that I normally like take along with my tastings where I use as an examples for other clients when they're doing things. I'm like, right there. Like that is X, Y, and Z. And so mm-hmm. for Taylor, for mom, I always use the fact that, um, some women or men they Mm -hmm. they might not like the taste of certain wines so they start adding like tequila and all this other like alcohol to mix it and I was talking to my mom like my mom our mom does that um not often she loves her wine by itself but if there is something that she does not like she will be quick to make (laughs) it and so yeah so at first it kind of made me offended because like even if you get a bad Cabernet, I don't know if it makes sense to put Cabernet with rum, but, you know, or with whiskey, but there could be a cocktail out there that maybe it would be good for, but that I just might not be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. And so like, she's always the person that I pick on uh, about that. <laughs> and then like, so anybody's like, girl, I can't, you know, drink this. I'd be throwing some vodka in there. I'd be like, no, don't do that. My mom does that. Like uh, that's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so with Taylor, her, I bring her along, like just obviously as an example. Um, so we do the four S's. And uh when we get to the smell part, I always say like this. So y'all, this is the part that I struggle with. I've been in, doing this for a very for a while now, and I still struggle with it. My little sister, she can take a bottle of wine and be like <sighs> I smell the cherry notes and the tobacco and the cigar <laughs> and the, you know, in that, that hint of lemon and that grapefruit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I smell alcohol. And so she, <laughs> and so I always like, we, it always is like a joke and, you know, people laugh and all the other stuff. Because I always say like, when you look it's at alcohol. The, yeah (laughs) and when you look at the menu it tells you like the different wine notes and so I'm like Mm -hmm. she can literally on the most part usually about like you know three out of the five if there's five she got them spot on I was like this that's an area that I'm still learning about but you know so when Taylor was a consultant (laughs) I I thought Taylor was really good at 
so there's like two different types of there's a few different types of consultants there's some mm-hmm. and, and we won't belabor this too much but yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. that are really really like technical into wine and so since taylor is in like the science field and all this other different things and she she likes to cook on the most part too um it kind of goes back to when we were talking with ashley in our yeah. prior episodes it's that science part of it that's kind of yeah. like you can you can pick out some of those like things the elements yeah yeah Yeah. and you're intrigued because like when you're tasting something you're very aware and also taylor has a health background too she's very aware of how things certain things you know interact with your body um you know i know citrus is gonna make me sweat that's what i do now yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so there's other client there's other not clients but there's other consultants that might not be so technical or like interested in more of the technical side of wine, but they might be really good at talking to people, um, you know, really good at, you know, connecting with people and making things fun. Uh, And then there's a mixture of both. So I think Taylor is a good mixture of both, but she weighs heavily on the wine side. And whenever I need like a, an assistant, we have a party coming up actually in a few. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I take her with me because she could be like, ah, so I smell the grapefruit and the lemon nose <laughs> and the <laughs> Well, you also know, and I mean, maybe this is like a good sign that we need a wine episode, but something that I do want to add about like my palate. One, sensitive, I can taste all the things, smell all the things, but most of the things and if my nose is trained but also a lot of the varietals or different grapes that you'll have have a lot of common elements to it like uh tobacco is very common um like essence for the the cabernet so it's like yep there it is but ooh, is that licorice too like Yeah, I'm the person who I go to Total Wines and More and I may only grab like a case or half a case or even a bottle or two, uh-huh. but I <laughs> just a half a case or a case like what? <laughs> but I literally it takes me like a long time at the store. Like it's an event for me because I read all of the uh notes like I know how much I want to pay and then I want to look at the notes and it blah, 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 where it comes from <laughs> yeah 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 I'm I am that annoying wine snob is what mm-hmm. I call myself <laughs> yeah and that's why I thought she would be uh and there's still a chance you know but I think when Taylor entered into the business she was on her last year of college so with that mm-hmm. being said Oof, was, that was tough yeah so like with trying to graduate and then and COVID hit and that kind of really like decimated her on yeah, the most part. Uh, her moving across the country that like, as well and also she's more of she's told you guys multiple times I don't believe it but she's more of an introvert and so kind of throwing her into these spaces in people's homes and making her talk in front of people and try to connect with them when maybe she doesn't even know them or doesn't want to it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a little bit out of her comfort zone but if she's like in a what I'm going to try to do she's on my she's on my short list of revisiting as a consultant because anytime I need help she's always there to help me 
but I am going to start adding more. Like I'm going to start going live more. We made a cocktail drink this weekend that I need to do a reel for. Like fun. So I think with Taylor, I will have her be like getting on, you know, just getting on live with me. And this is smells like lemon, smells (laughs) like grapefruit, you know, and we sometimes we used to do this versus that. So you can't buy our wines in in the store. Um, So we used, we used to, we should bring it back. We used to do like this versus that. So like if we have, that would be so cool. Yeah. That you can buy in the store, but ours is better. This is what Mm. it would kind of remind you and taste you of, but here are the difference of why ours is better. We used to do that all the time. So I need to just do that again, but running a business is a lot of work and I just don't, So I just have to allocate my time and find you do it well. Well, thank you. I try. Um, my our mom makes fun of me all the time. She's like, she's an energizer bunny. She never stops. You don't. And (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if we're speaking candidly here, um, yeah, I was just at your house um last week, and I stayed there for three days, and every day you're up before the sun rises and it's like in bed at like 12 and <laughs> I was just like I mm, that is very commendable and I'm, <laughs> I'm like good for you I could yeah. never well not I could never I've been there I've done it but also like is this you know I do you know sustainability because batteries energizers I think of a battery battery start out but yeah you are doing <laughs> you are doing well and uh yeah I, I would definitely reconsider joining but we'll have yeah. to talk more offline because there's some things about that well you definitely uh, no, you don't need to worry about no wine business right now you well, could just be my assistant you could be yes, my assistant if yes, I need help because you need yes. some medical school at this point well uh, and also I signed a contract where I cannot work for anyone of course additional money yeah so anyway yeah so if anybody at school is listening to the event that's coming up in a couple of weeks she's not getting, not paid. getting paid she's working with me for free and that's like real that's not like I'm that's not lying not I wasn't no. planning on paying her anything so I'm I wasn't planning on getting paid. I actually am very excited about the event that it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, why haven't we have them on the podcast yet? Uh, so I've had her on the, um, like on a different uh, episode, but I can ask her if she wants to, like her and her husband would be awesome. I can ask them. They would definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that would be lit. Cause we, I want them to know. I don't want to say it now. Cause you know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think that you all would really enjoy who is we're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. if I were to have a business, this is the type of business that I would have. Okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah. um, I'll ask her. So she probably, it's, uh, probably not going to happen these upcoming weeks cause she's busy with that, but I'll, I'll post, um, a time with both her and her husband where they can come on and yeah. chat. Um, so yeah, but anyways, we, you guys like, this is what we talk about all the time. And Taylor and I can literally be like, Hey, you got five minutes. And then it turns into like three hours. So that's why I'm laughing. Cause yeah. I was like, all right, where did the day 
it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Taylor, what's the word of the day? Week. And I said it wrong too. Sorry. Oh, word so the of the word week. Of, yeah. The, <laughs> the word of the week is temperance. Um, you all may have heard of this word from the temperance movement, which was like during prohibition and everything like that. But I'm using this word that is a noun um, to mean by Webster Dictionary, um, moderation in action, thought, or feeling. Um, It also can mean um, habitual moderation and the indulgence of the appetites or passions. Um, And so I'm choosing this word, one, because it's kind of like an old-timey word. We don't really use it that often. But I also am going into really a season of temperance <laughs> of, um, you know, really kind of abstaining from, I mean, I love science, um, but I've over the last two years got to really two and a half years do whatever it is that I want to like I wasn't you know tied to a specific institution even through my jobs because I'm under the impression that a job's a job and you can get another one if you have to and and I'm blessed Mm -hmm. to say that and I acknowledge that for myself Um, but I also feel like with going back into school where there's structure, there's deadlines, there's things that I have to do, knowledges that I have to, um, obtain and tests I will have to pass. (laughs) Um, I know that it means for myself, I'm in a season where right now I'm balling out, but in the next, you know, two weeks, that's all going to change. So, um, I chose this word because it means something to me, and I think that as we head into the fall and the winter, it's always been kind of like a grind season, Um, you know, back to school, fun things out in the world, kind of um, society a little bit more, um, those type of things, so I just I wanted to throw this word out there as a word that we don't use often and also something that kind of resonates with the end of summer. So, yeah. Nice. Temperance. Yes. Temperance. Okay. Yes. I'll have to uh, use that in a sentence at work today. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Let me abstain. (laughs) But um, I'll go ahead and introduce our guest for this week. So this week we have on one of my good friends. Uh, she was at one point my life coach. We also are just kindred souls, as I tell her all the time. My friend Jenny Lay. Um, she is a fitness um, enthusiast. She's a trainer. She's a singer, entrepreneur. She is all the things. She's a podcaster um, like us. And I just love to see, we both talked about our podcast before they were fully in fruition. And now that they are, it's awesome that I could have her on my platform. And I love the fact that like she came in and dropped a lot of gems. So um, she is a person who is going to say what she has to say unapologetically. And also you're going to gain something from just any conversation you have with her um, because she's seasoned and also very vibrant and like 
just an all-around amazing person. So Jenny Lay, you can find her on Instagram at Jenny Works, which we spell that out and we'll put that in the show notes. Um, And yeah, I hope you all enjoy this interview. Yes. And we will... Um, yeah, like Taylor said, we'll we'll share everything in the show notes, including her podcast yeah. too. So yes, indeed. All right, enjoy, guys. Hey, y'all! So today we have on a very special guest. Her name is Jenny Lay. She is someone who I met out at um, the gym that we both went to and she was the trainer and she got me hooked on indoor cycling um, (laughs) even though I thought I was going to die in some of her classes I turned out I (laughs) loved it (laughs) and um, from there we really just started our relationship from her true like she's so bubbly and very much so transparent and she has so many different facets to her so she's actually an entrepreneur and a singer and a a puppy mom (laughs) (laughs) yes yes of someone who is basically another one of my best friends so welcome Jenny welcome hey (laughs) (laughs) it's so cool to be here with you guys I'm excited so excited to have you here I remember when we were first creating the podcast and um, one thing about Jenny is she is also kind of like a life coach type of person (laughs) and she's like very supportive and really you know motivated um, me I guess with Amber as well but to go ahead and release it so it's so awesome to have you on mm-hmm. I'm excited I like I'm so proud of you Taylor like I I'm just meeting Amber today for those of you that are listening um so it's kind of interesting to do everything in this virtual world yeah but I do remember that conversation and I do remember the sushi and yes. the sake and yes. I just remember telling you like just do it because the worst, the worst, the absolute worst thing that happens is you do it one time and the only person that listens to it is you. Yeah. (laughs) But at least it gets done. And I think that, you know, it's for for people that are just joining us, you guys probably don't know who I am, but (laughs) I am, am a big, um, I don't know. What do you call someone? Who I would like call you like a, a free spirit. I'm totally a free spirit, but I'm also like a big advocate for trying the mm-hmm. good thing that's on your heart. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's something that you, if it's a dream or an idea that you can't escape from, try it mm-hmm. and don't let perfectionism get in the way of it. And so I have a lot of things that, you know, on social media that I try and, podcast land that I try I have a podcast too I tried it you know it's hard for me to get on and only talk to myself you guys are yeah. lucky that you just have built-in you know built-in sisterhood you know like yeah. you yeah. you do this all the time so it's only natural for you to do it as you know as a recording that you can give to the yeah. world you know I, when I do it it's just me yeah. talking to my phone listening to audible like just trying to get anchor to 
give me another spot, you know? <laughs> so it's so cool to get to be a part of this little tripod. Yeah. So I also, so I hit on a few things that I know about yourself as a musician. I forgot to mention you're a DJ as well, but um, what? you're a DJ? I, we got to talk about that. Yes. yes. So Jenny, tell them I about you. yourself. Yes. Um. So I am, oh, I am someone who just likes to do all the things. Um, <laughs> I... I'm a 37-year-old woman who loves adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a dog mom. Even though I don't like saying I'm a dog mom, I'm just like, I have a best friend who just happens to have four legs. Um, <laughs> you don't think um, not all of I love that. <laughs> yeah. I truly don't. like. I'm like, that's not my kid. He's just this, this dog dude that hangs out with me and doesn't run away. No matter how many chances I've given him, he's just right by my side. So my dog's name is Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Um, and so if you're ever wondering about my personality, I'm the type of person that could only think of two cool dogs in music. And one dog is Atomic Dog, which is a Parliament Funkadelic song. Uh, yes. Um, okay. And then the other one is Snoop Dogg. And I figured, like... Snoop Dogg is a little bit more relatable in my generation. So that's going to be his name. So I named (laughs) my small, I named my Shih Tzu Snoop Dogg. Um, And he's the best. Uh, What else? What else did you know about me? I am a spin instructor. So that's indoor cycling. Um, I also teach weightlifting. I got into fitness um, in like 2005. Yeah. Um, and I'm from New Orleans, so I got into fitness as a way to combat the stress of Katrina, Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina. Um, and when I got into the gym, people would say things to me like, "Oh, you, you have a Beyonce body. Like you should run six miles and just do abs because that's what Beyonce does." And so that's what I did. You know, uh-huh. I listened a lot to the people around me and I just kind of did my best with the information that was given to me. Yeah. Um, and so I got into fitness by just going to the gym. And mm-hmm. one day I saw these little old ladies follow a really hot guy into one of these rooms. <laughs> and I was like, I bet he's teaching them something I can't do. Like immediately my first thought was I probably can't do whatever they're doing yeah um and and it was a salsa aerobics class so this is pre-zumba and I walked in this room and um the instructor like I walked in I watched them for like two songs and then I joined in and I was like okay I can count to four I think I'll be okay I'm pretty good at walking for the most part like if these (laughs) ladies can do it I'm I, I think I can do it (laughs) <laughs> and of course I totally had a crush on the instructor yeah um and ended up you what oh I said so that's what drawn you in <laughs> totally totally um and then I just kept following this guy until eventually um he had some issues and asked me to start the class oh. and so I started the warm-up and he never showed up oh wow. and 
I got really positive feedback from that class and they offered me a job. Wow. And so that's why, that's actually how I got into fitness. Um, And it's those, I know, right? I don't really like, it's such a strange thing, Mm -hmm. but it's moments like that, that led me to singing. You know, I, I got into singing the Mm -hmm. same way. Mm -hmm. Um, I always, I always sang around the house or at church and my friends heard me. And one day, one of my friends heard me singing apparently pretty good. And she literally bust my door open at my house. She was spending the night. She bust my door open and she was like, I could hear you singing and you're going to sing on Sunday. And I was like, I mean, I think I laughed in her face. <laughs> and I was like, her name's, her name is Sarah. And I was like, Sarah, you're ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not singing on Sunday. She's like, why? You know, all the songs you should just sing. I'll tell my mom and you should sing. Cause her mom was like a choir director or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so same idea. Like that's how I got started singing. Um, and then I became a, a quote unquote real professional singer mm-hmm. and same thing happened. I was at an, at a nightclub on Bourbon street in new Orleans and the leader of the band put a mic in my face and was like, sing the rest. Mm-hmm. And I did. And no, and they offered me a job. Like oh, I love that. I'm, I, and I don't, it's not always cute when it happens, but I can't resist a good like parachute opportunity. Like <laughs> why not jump? And I think that's something that maybe I could see how that translates into you believing in others because somebody believed in you for, you know, those opportunities that became such a big part of who you are now. Um, Like, I could see how that translates. And I learned a a lot about you just now because I've never heard of Atomic Dog. At least I don't think so. Is that the um uh what is that song I like I'm, I'm on shirts it's that the cute, you know it it's that, the, it's that the cute like the mega sci-fi uh, 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 yeah okay that's it okay okay yes yes okay all right so I have heard that one and then also, I just remember when you were talking about music, it just gave me like a flashback to when Taylor uh, was telling me how she went to one of your classes and they played the Beyonce Homecoming uh, soundtrack. And she was like <laughs> yes. in her mind in the front row. And she was like, she played that whole um, playlist on Spotify for us, uh, for me. Oh, did she? <laughs> I think we actually dropped it into one of our like, old episodes um because you were like me yes. versus me is what uh, you yes, <laughs> yes. uh probably like that. last year it was <laughs> something about so she always saved that song till the end and it's a climb for a little bit of it or mm-hmm. is it sprinting the whole time I I know that there's a tempo change up when it goes from um it's you know, diva it's when she does diva yeah, yeah when she does when she does diva live yeah yes yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and I know there's a switch up but you know 
it's like that song is the song where it's time to perform. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the That's hair needs how... to come down. Like, yes. yeah, <laughs> we're going to party on the bike when you hear that song. I love it. Jenny has really big, curly, beautiful blonde hair and looking like the Leo that she is with the lion's mane <laughs> when, she, when she rides. It's always bouncing up. And I love it because she also incorporates like dancing into um, our classes. So it's a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, But I do have a few questions because you you led um, and saying that, you know, you're a doer of things, just a lot of things. And um, (laughs) one thing that I do know that you do is um you move a lot (laughs) which is really cool um and I know that some of them have been out of the country or at least you lived in South Africa for a little bit um and so I have two questions about that so the first question is um I think uh did your job take you there and also I kind of know the answer to that but uh, for everyone else um, did your job take you there and also um, like were you nervous when you were first moving um so let's go with the nervous one first yes mm-hmm. I don't get um, like crippling anxiety about new places that doesn't bother me what the things that do bother me are very different from that. The things that bother me are like not having a purpose Mm. and like getting stuck somewhere Mm. and not being fulfilled. Mm. So when it comes to moving, um, either moving my body or moving locations, um, moving my place on the map, I, I'm never really apprehensive as long as I have something to do when I get there. Yeah. Um, and I find a lot of comfort in purpose. So I find a lot of, um, even if my purpose is just to help someone else, mm-hmm. I find it's like a sweet spot for me. It's like my favorite pair of sweatpants. You know, it, it fits right and I feel comfortable. And it doesn't really matter that I'm going into Target with holes in my sweatpants. Yeah. What matters is I'm so comfortable right now and I might buy way too much stuff, like, like <laughs> nothing, but I'm, but it's comfort. And so, yeah. so when it, when it came to the opportunity to move for, it was for, for a job. Um, but also um, I was in a relationship with someone there. So those two things were tied together. Yeah. Um, and I lived in South Africa for three months. And I never felt um, nervous about being there. I always felt like my purpose is to help him or my purpose is to teach this class or my purpose is to find a way to make things better. Mm. And I will say that I do very much struggle when other people are finding their purpose to help me. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have a real issue with that um, because then it takes away from my purpose. Right. So I get real selfish and territorial about, Helping. about those things in a way that's kind of weird. 
Mm. But I find so much, so much good comes from holding the ladder for someone else to climb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, if I can create space for you to do your best, Mm -hmm. then I'm good. And so, you know, I, I lived in South Africa for a little bit. I traveled around the world. I filled two passports. Um, and I've been to countries where I don't speak the language at all. Um, a lot of European countries. I went to Korea a few times, Japan a few times, Malaysia, um, you know, all with fitness, you know, and it's a combination of, I knew that I would never get these opportunities again. So I better say yes. Number one, number two, I knew I had to create a lane that no one else would do. Mm. And so I created the lane of, I'm going to be your best kept secret. Mm. I'm going to be the person that, you know, remembers that so-and-so needs to get their connecting flight wherever. I'm going to be the person that wakes up at 3 a.m. when I know the boss has a call at 345. You know, I'm going to be the person that is on top of it. And what's crazy about that is that I spent so much of my, my teen to my early twenties thinking that I was going to be the person in the spotlight. Mm. But then I realized there's so much power in being the person that holds the spotlight. Mm. I love that. And, and so I made that my way forward. And, and that, that is how I was, you know, given these opportunities to do things that no one would have expected from me. No one. I mean, even I didn't expect it. But, but I found so much joy in these moments. Yeah. And also a lot of pain. You know, they, they do go together. And that's okay. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Those moments should be difficult. It should be hard. You mm-hmm. should feel stressed sometimes. It's a good thing. Um, you know, fortunately for me, I got to work out the very next day because it was my job, because I was a presenter, you know. So, so I, I am incredibly blessed that I got to do everything I love That's already. Sad. I've already done it. I've already done it. And I'm not a millionaire at all. I'm but I've lived such a colorful life already that I'm, I just feel so blessed. I love that. You know? I love that. It makes me think of uh, our church sermon this uh, uh, past Sunday. They were talking about how um, there's purpose and your suffering is on the way to your purpose. And it yeah. just because you are suffering doesn't mean that you know you give up and also it's it's highly correlated to being in your purpose um I mean there is some suffering just that you know you bring upon yourself that may not be for a purpose but (laughs) most of the time 
most of the time. Um, not that, you know, your classes are suffering, but it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> and, right. And, and, you know, and that's like one of the biggest things of how that also is in fitness as well. So you talked about fitness as a, a way to reset, like when you're uh, in times of, you know, stress and things like that. Um, but fitness right. itself is a stress too, but it, it builds you. Yep. It's there yeah. to build yeah. you. And I think that yeah. I, I completely agree. Cause I mean, after having a baby losing weight and getting back fit and all this other jazz was like probably the hardest thing I ever have done when it comes to physical, even more. Cause I feel like there's that emotional aspect of fitness like your body can move and everything and do so much but you have to like the first step is I think Taylor said this in our last episode or it might have been the episode before but the hardest uh hardest thing is making it to the door or making to the front door or something like that the heaviest weight is the front door yeah (laughs) and so so true though it is it is and you have to like want to do it but if you are like you mentioned if you're in your purpose and let's say fitness singing you know traveling all these different things are like who you are they they are a part of you they are your purpose they don't seem to they they don't they're not hard you know like they're right where they should be you know like you're you're doing what you want to do and it it makes it more enjoyable than it is nuisance. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I think that so many, so many of us buy into the idea that our, I mean, our parents, so I don't know about you guys or, or who the listeners are, are or where they're coming from, but yeah. as a 37 year old, my parents were raised like, you do the job, you clock in, you make the money, you make a family, you clock out, like you, here's the checklist. Yep. Yeah. And they raised me in a way that, you know, my mom to this day will be like, okay, but do you have benefits? And like, my life does not matter. This, that's not true. Mm. I feel, yeah. I feel like my life doesn't matter unless I have a, a fully operational 401k and benefits and whatever else. And it's, it's hard to make a way in this world now where there's so many other ways to do it. You know, there's so many other ways to live a fulfilled and meaningful life that we're watch. We are in, we are in the middle of an ever changing tide where we're watching the old habits go away, you know, where getting, getting everything done on a, on a personal level, being self-employed, you know, being a 1099 employee or contracted employee, those are becoming more and more popular and more and more accessible. Um, But it's being comfortable in that that is the hardest thing because I, I do have friends that are living more comfortably than I am, or, you know, they're able to do more things without attaching work. Whereas I'm in Tampa right now and yeah, it's glorious, but I wouldn't be here if I didn't have a job to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and so it's, 
it's it's interesting where we where different people put their comfort. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not comfortable at a desk. I'm not I'm not comfortable in an office. I'm not I look great in a pencil skirt. I'm not comfortable in one. <laughs> oh, know? we know. Oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it looks good, but it's but it doesn't always mean that you're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's like, like you mentioned, there's a tide changing of even like your mom's generation. I mean, I don't know how old your mom is, but I can just speak, <laughs> uh, you know, our, our mother and, you know, those prior generations where, like you said, it was go to school, go to the military or go to work, you know, and work a job for, you know, 30, 40 years, 50 years, retire, and then, you know, live your, you know, last 20 years on this earth until you die or something, you know, just like something crazy. And right. I yeah. think yeah. the pandemic has really kind of transitioned even the older folks to know that, you know, life is worth living when you have a chance. And I think even the younger kids, like the Gen Z's and cause I'm a millennial. Um, but I think like, Taylor and uh, younger than Taylor's at, like generation yeah. has really kind of um, held corporate America by the balls because <laughs> I mean you have to have you have to have like talent coming through because you can't all just stack your company up with all the old people or the older millennials or the ones that are like right after that before all of this like stuff hit the fan with the pandemic you kind of have to accommodate these new hires if you want to continue the corporate like burn and churn so I think it's like that force but I hope that you know all of us stay firm that have power as an employee to kind of speak what we want the hybrid schedule or the fully remote or you're going to pay me what I'm worth I don't care where I'm located in the city or in the world you know like you're going to pay me my talent but um I just hope that we're able to kind of keep that strength because it would be devastating to go back to the way that we are uh we were and I even have a taste of that now like last week I had to work every day commute every day and it's draining I don't know how we did this before going to work and then sitting at a desk all day and like all of that it's just it's hard and so it's good that you at a a early as you could to kind of break those like chains of people's Mm -hmm. expectations and having to meet other people's goals and what they think that you are worth or what you should be doing because most of us that most people that work in that you know burn and churn and do all that like they're they're miserable you know like they literally are just going to work so that they can either do what they want to do outside of work because they're not passionate about the work that they do or they are literally just clawing their way to retirement, but yeah. they haven't even had the chance yeah. to enjoy life. And they've had children yeah. and married and or not married, maybe just in a relationship or single, you know, whatever you, you know, whatever their desire is. Yeah. But they literally yeah. have checked all the boxes because that's what someone told them to instead of like yeah. living their own life. And so I think you represent freedom. Because, mm-hmm. and another idea that there is you don't have to do it the normal way you don't have to go to college and get in the hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt 
that's yeah. a little bit extreme right but, yeah you know you don't have to do that you yeah. you can literally like figure out what your life design is like what yeah. are my bare minimum things that I need safety food shelter etc what does that look like yeah. and how much does that cost and then live your life and figure out what you need to do in between that time. And yeah. something else that I do know about you is about your Enneagram type. Um, and, <laughs> and so you're type four, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think about that when you talk about that helper thing um, about like in those times and now you've kind of like, I mean, you still are a helper, but when you're being like, sometimes being able to receive help in the same way, um, Enneagrams under stress, or fours under stress, move to type twos, which are, you know, those, uh, I think it's called like selfless helper, something like that. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, so it sounds like you kind of like evolved through that just as a, you know, without being you and in your skin, something that I can see from an outside perspective and like a studied, um, you know, trait that I know is present in force. So um, getting to see you like wonder and do you is always so great. Um, I do have a question too, though, about like in those moments where you are, you said you don't get nervous about like moving places but when you have those you know new projects and things like that what is something that you always remind yourself of as you start your new projects and ventures um I would say the the things that I try to continually remind myself is one that if I'm not, so I, I grew up in a Christian home and I have a relationship with God. So I'm always trying to remind myself that if I'm not in alignment with mm-hmm. what God has for me, then nothing good is going to come from whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Like it might be, it, what I mean by that is nothing surprisingly good. You know, it might be a redirect or whatever, and that is a good thing, but yeah. it's not going to, it's not going to hit right? It's going to hit different in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And so that first thing that I remind myself is that none of the rooms that I walk into are mine. Mm-hmm. None of them. Even if my name is on the billboard, like it's not my room. Mm-hmm. I'm only there. I'm only there because the way was made for me to be there. Yeah. And I followed the next best step. But as I do these little projects and release fitness, you know, fitness stuff and content and whatever else, you know, it's, it's never, if all I'm doing is, is putting the eyes on me, then I'm going to let people down Mm. eventually. Mm. And I care so deeply about being true to who I'm, I'm created to be. Um, And I, I feel very deeply about having an authentic experience because we have, all of us have a false narrative in our pocket every day. We yeah. can hop on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever else. 
doesn't matter. Just even our group chats with people, email, like it doesn't matter what we're doing. We can tap into a false reality and pretend to be someone we're not. Mm, and, and I mean, it's even so much as like my parents call me and I tell them I'm fine when I'm, when I'm not, mm. you know? And so as I create experiences for other people, whether that's with music or fitness or both, I want people to feel free to feel whatever it is that they need to feel in a, in a good safe and necessary way yeah and I find that you know when I teach when I'm teaching fitness I don't care if people are looking coordinated do I love it when they do heck yes it's my favorite but I care more about the girl in the third row Mm -hmm. having a moment clearly having a moment good or bad Mm-hmm. I care more about her having her moment than I do about everybody doing the right move at the right time. Yeah. And if I can, if I can just hold space for those moments every time, whether I'm singing on stage or doing fitness or whatever, that is all I want to do. I love it. And I just, I'm a big advocate for safe spaces because so much, so much has happened in the last few years and, and, and it's not going to stop. Mm -mm. Like generations before us have had moments like this where they felt continually overwhelmed, continually coming up short, continually depleted. We are not the first people to experience this feelings. Yeah. You know, but I think creating safe spaces in the wellness space, especially like I want to be a gatekeeper. I want to hold the door for other people that maybe don't have the same body type as who they see in the Nike store. You know, I want to hold the door for, for my minority friends that don't realize that fitness, that a career in fitness is possible and it doesn't have to be like you can you can rewrite this story yeah and so i don't i don't want to ever lose sight of that as i create programs for others yeah i think that cultural awareness piece is something that um is really big in the past like five years i would say um just the idea that anyone can be anything and that kind of brings me to like the body positivity um movement I have um you know mixed emotions about it in the way that you know not every day are you gonna love your body I guess at least that's never been my um testament I've struggled with my weight my whole life um, I, yeah. I have a lot of muscle mass, but that means if I don't work out, I gain weight really easily. But when I get working out, I drop really easily too. And like eating right, of course. But, um, right. I just think about, um, the idea of, you know, loving your body every day. And is it more like, 
looking in the mirror and being like, I look good every day? Mm. Or is it looking in the mirror and saying, thank you, body, every day, you yeah. know, like for the things that you yeah. do do, even though it doesn't maybe look like the way that you want it to be. Um, but uh, have you seen fitness change when it comes to body positivity? Like, has that movement kind of shifted things for, um, you know, how you show up in fitness or how the fitness world kind of responds? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be super honest with you. Um, this might ruffle some feathers, <laughs> but the body positive movement has not changed anything mm. really. What it has done is it's created validation mm. for still unhealthy patterns. Mm. And yeah. And I love the idea of looking in the mirror and feeling gratitude instead of judgment, Mm -hmm. right? But but as we get into this fitfluencer lifestyle, and and I say this as one of them, like I'm in the camp, you know, but I still see, and I'm going to, I'm really ripping the bandaid off, but I'm okay (laughs) with it because this is part of the Jenny brand. (laughs) I still see that the fat instructor mm-hmm. is not going to get the same amount of people as the fit instructor. Yeah. Yeah. And the fit instructor is not going to get the same amount of people as the skinny instructor. Yeah. 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 And so even though we're being told like, love your body, be thankful for your body. Yeah. I think that our, our corporate mentality is still very, um judgmental still yeah do you think um and do you think that's because of uh do you think the men have the same impact like I know women I like I can easily see what you're saying but do you think that men that might be in different body sizes go through the same thing or is it just women or both I think I mean we we do live in a world where there's a lot of like men, women, titles, non-binary, whatever. Um, I think that all of us have different relationships with our bodies. Yeah. And the way that that pans out, like I think for, for men, for, for, well, let's rephrase that for a masculine mentality. Yeah. It's easy for people to override and check the boxes. I have girlfriends that are very checklist oriented. Did I wake up at five? Did I go to the class? Did I then have my vitamins and then my protein and then this and then that and da, 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 da. Now, am I close friends with those people? No, only because (laughs) I'm like a whirlwind of emotion and I can't do anything unless I feel good, you know? But I think that men and women struggle differently. I think that as we move into a more fluid way of relating to bodies in general, that we're going to see a lot of the same, just different names. Yeah. You know, body positive means, does not mean what, what we want it to mean. Mm. What body positive really means is I'm not going to make fun of you if you're fat. Mm. And that is really sad. Mm. Yeah. That is really disappointing. Yeah. 
but it's also something like that's a part of humanity that's like you oh, have to so. you have to remind people to not do such things you know <laughs> it's like right which is yes. crazy yes but it is it is like very normalized because the fit girls don't have problems that like that's the thought all the time it's like right yeah and and that's also something that I know I've had to like get out of I'm like if I just look like this like I would you know have no problems with x y and z mm-hmm. but like, I think something that you told me once and I really stuck with me and I remember exactly where it was too but um uh, it was after I think like your hit class in Fishers and you were saying like whether you lose the weight now or don't what makes you stop what stops you from being confident now like mm-hmm. that type of thing yeah and yeah that's a really big part of it too because sometimes people feel so boggled down by like I'm gonna go and be the not fit one in class and mm-hmm. and so that yeah. Yeah, I'm going, you know, when yeah, so classes are there to support and com- to make a community for people and, and to have fun. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is I mean, also. I use a lot of. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, which is also, you don't see a lot of men in classes either. True. Like in general. Girl. Uh, yeah. I have men in my classes in Tampa. I have men in my classes. That's awesome. It's but really in incredible. You didn't. Like there was maybe but in Indiana. I'm getting more in oh. spin, but not so much. Uh, well, my weightlifting class is doing pretty good. I think that I think what's crazy, what I see with men, specifically men, what I see with them is they're they're late to the game in learning about how healthy community is. Mm. You know, most of the men, the man friends that I have, they hang out with women. Mm. They don't hang out with other men. Yeah. You know, and it's like, cool. I, I get that you're like hanging out with these girls because you take whatever class or, or they're just in your industry and you mm-hmm. feel more comfortable sitting at a bar with a woman than you do sitting at a bar with three dudes mm-hmm. or at a table. You know, I don't see, unless it's like a 12 noon Harry and Izzy's appointment, <laughs> I don't see a table of men. Yeah. I don't see men talking about life the way women do. Yeah. Or the way men and women do. And so I think that they, that by the time they're coming to my fitness class, they're already past retirement age. Mm-hmm. You know, they're already past that 50 something and they're actively seeking to make up for all those missed moments yeah and you have a and few couples too or you, used, you what you used to have a few couples in the class like husband and wife duos yeah boyfriend girlfriend yeah. yeah yeah and I mean I love to see it but I also really love to see when I do have younger men come into class you know, and I don't know if they're, if they're entering the class the same way I entered my first classes, like, oh, he's hot, you know, like, I'm just <laughs> going to follow these people because they look good, you know, but I mean, that is a side effect of fitness. You might yeah. look good. I don't know, <laughs> but, but it's, 
it's interesting to see the shift in the mentality. And I think that we will see more men come to classes as a direct result of what they're seeing on social media. Uh, yeah. You know, I see a lot more um, men talking from the bike or the podium, as we call it. You know, I see a lot more men talking from the fitness stage, working with women. And so I think that men come into class and they're like, oh, this is kind of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always encouraging. I love it even more when they stay. Like I hate when, when men walk out of class, but I very much expect it. I'm like, oh, this just isn't your vibe right now. And that's fine. Please go pick up something heavy in a different room. Like that's (laughs) cool. Do you think Peloton has kind of changed that? Because I feel like it was my, my husband is, uh, used to do bodybuilding and pretty much almost got his body prepared for, to do a competition twice and then backed out at right. like the last minute. But like his idea of like working out is like either lifting weights, like he was when he did, uh, when he was training or insanity, Obviously, that's a (laughs) a man that's kind of running it. But do you think kind of like now there's other options like he he's never got into cycling, but now he's exploring the Peloton and he has his like teachers, you know, that he's like go to. But I think having someone that he identifies with that, you know, can be just as hard and and as intense as like his insanity workouts really kind of give him some extra like options and so do you think like movements like the peloton or the peloton movement or you know insanity beach body and all these other kind of like corporate driven uh exercise workout plans classes etc but having men being the leaders of creating those because I can't even think about Tybo but when I think about Tybo I think of Billy Blanks yeah Billy Blanks but that was mainly men or women that did those those classes (laughs) but um do you see like there being that shift I know you said like from the podium but when you when you mentioned that it made me think about okay when is the last time I saw a man at the podium that wasn't like dropping weights in the free weights area? Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, the voice of fitness is broader than it used to be. Mm, yeah. um, it used to be, everybody knows Billy Blanks. Yeah. Everybody knows Beachbody brand. Everybody knows Sean T. Is it Jane um, Fonda as well? One? Yeah, Jane Fonda. Like everybody knows. But now we are, because of brands like Peloton, because of brands like SoulCycle, um, Army, you know, now the, the voices are loud. They're easily amplified. because we have the world in our pocket. So your husband might pop on his Instagram feed to do whatever, but he's going to be inundated with, try this meal plan. Here's this protein shake. Hey, here's a guy doing a thing. Like he's doing double unders and welcome to CrossFit and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it's getting, I don't think these voices are getting louder. I think that the the same voices are now reaching more people. Uh, 
That makes because sense. honestly, there's there's always been spinning indoor cycling. The biggest name in indoor cycling is not Peloton or Soul Cycle. It's actually this other guy named I don't remember, but he's a big deal. And I used to hear about him all the time. And I guess probably so much so that I have PTSD, but just lost it. Um, but like, but like everybody knows the dude. Everybody knows Billy Blanks. Everybody, most people recognize Sean T mm-hmm. or whatever. These are men in fitness. Mm-hmm. Now they might have a following of women. But I think a lot of that is based off of who's going to show up to the video shoot. Yeah. You know, um, and who can they not pay? Mm. Straight up. I don't know any man that is going to show up and not get a positive ROI. Not a single soul. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you see women have to take that off. I even think about it like now. I mean, on the schedules and everything, I feel like there's only one man at the gym that we used to go to who taught even a class. And it wasn't like even a like your usual spin or body pump, even though that's not what it was called there. But um, right. Yeah. The things um, it was like one of those extreme ones that was like a like a boot camp on or the something. floor. It was out on yeah. the floor like with the running and circuits and stuff like that which is interesting but I definitely think like as we continue to go but different things men respond differently to exercise too yeah so I also keep that in mind when we see these differences of um you know women have always been taught like cardio is the way to go um and so going to spin maybe more looked at as a a feminine thing because you know cardio from the 80s was thought to get you skinny but we know that it's a good mix between uh, resistance and um you know high energy output and things like that but um yeah I think I think that we will start to see more. Um, I I want to believe in a world where we see more accurate representation of everyone. Yeah. Not what I see now, which as someone who's in the industry, I'm inundated with it. Mm. But it's like, oh, look at that guy's form. It'll gross. Yeah. Oh, look at this girl cares so much about herself. Oh, you know, it's always something. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that it's, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, like we're, we're doing it, you know, yeah. and it's not, it doesn't have to be cute. It's yeah. real. Yeah. So I think that that's probably the most important thing that I would want my non-existent boyfriend or husband to see like I would want him to be surrounded by positive community Mm -hmm. um, that helps him not just be in shape like anybody can be in shape I don't do that that's fine if that's what you want do that however I want I want you to be able to move your body in a way that serves you and in a way that recognizes your your flesh and blood as the gift that it is yeah you know that's the first gift you ever receive ever 
And your second gift is your name. Like your first gift you ever received was your body by God. That is true. I love that. And and everything that how people experience, how people experience you. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. (laughs) My voice is like, we heard you. Um, (laughs) But thank you so much, Jenny, for sharing all of your wisdom. I always feel so cool um, when in our interactions, Um, we're going to go ahead and wound down a little bit um so we have our rapid fire questions um we go for it i'm ready yes we (laughs) brief you and um i guess now it's just amber would you like to go first uh, or okay i no. i mean i can go first but i'm always like you know what i'm about to ask her yeah i know and i'm gonna switch it up so you can do that okay oh lord should i be scared oh my god (laughs) no so i have a common theme that when every person as a guest that comes on and mentions traveling and moving around either internally within the country or externally I'm always like so curious about what they're feeding themselves. And so that Taylor told me that I have like a limit. Uh, she's called me out of the last couple of times. Like Amber, you ask this question all the time, but we have someone on the podcast that has literally been to like South Africa and all that. And I just cannot let this moment, I just cannot just let it go. So out of all of the countries that you've been to let's let's switch it up and do only international how about that taylor instead okay of, okay that's something uh, <laughs> there we'll, we'll let it play yeah <laughs> from an international um experience what has been the most like unique food where you're just like um i don't know but you know what i'm here for it let's do it y'all okay so <laughs> i'm in japan and like I eat sushi, that's fine, not a big deal. I'm from New Orleans. Like we do fish, we do all kinds oh, yeah. of weird things from the sea. Like this is not <laughs> unusual. But I'm in Japan. I do not speak Japanese at all. None Japanese, like not an ounce. Yeah. And I'm I've been training all day with a translator and Google Translate. And like I'm exhausted. The team wants to go out to dinner, which is always weird because the culture's different and I'm just like the the white lady like I'm just the white lady (laughs) like that is who I am blonde hair blue eyes I am just white and (laughs) so I'm sitting at this table and the whole team is like talking but they're all talking in Japanese I'm not catching any of it I'm just sitting there minding my business I can't look at the menu because I can't read it and so um finally one of the girls who speaks decent English looks at me and she goes do you is there anything you don't want to eat or that you're afraid to eat and I'm like okay first off afraid (laughs) Afraid? I don't want to eat anything that I don't want to eat anything that's going to stab me while I'm eating it that's pretty much (laughs) it and so I I crack a joke like that and we let it I just let it ride I'm like nope not allergic to anything hit me with your best shot Uh and the whole table she starts ordering and the whole table is like pointing at me and like nodding and giving me thumbs up. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> so 
then they ask me if I want if I want to drink sake and of course I do Mm -hmm. so they're already surprised they're like oh you know this cool (laughs) So, so sushi comes to the table and it's delicious best sushi I've ever had obviously I'm in Japan what the freak do you expect then the waiter or waitress I don't remember the server comes to the table and they have something on skewers Mm. and I'm like I don't I don't know about this part (laughs) it was like some sort of skewered grilled maybe an anchovy but it was really big and it still had eyes on it oh it still had eyes y'all it still had eyes the eyes are looking right at me (laughs) (laughs) so everybody grabs one like they're living it up and they all grab one there's one left and everyone is looking at me (laughs) and I'm like no I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good and they're like no you have to eat it (laughs) now they didn't say that in English but in their Japanese prodding this is what I am told and I don't want to be disrespectful yeah so here I am holding a skewered fish (laughs) and I'm watching this all go down because I'm like there's no way I'm going to eat this fish as a whole body. Yeah. How do they do this? Yeah. And they're literally eating it like a corn dog, like uh-huh. just chomping down on this thing. And it's I. in it though, right? Oh yeah. You just eat the whole thing. Mm. See, I, I don't know how that has to smell. Uh, the smell of anchovies. Oh. If you want to barf. It was. <laughs> okay. Well. When you travel a lot, you have to let go of some of your qualms yeah. about smells because sometimes it, it's just unavoidable. There's nothing yeah. you can do. That's yeah. so true. And so, yeah, so they all like kumpai is like cheers in Japanese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we all like sword kumpai our fish together. And <laughs> I just chomp down two bites and I'm done. And I just have this fish in my mouth and I'm like, dear God, please, Father, please don't let me get sick because <laughs> I am here by myself. Oh, no. And, and if I get sick, I already feel estranged from my family. Like I'm in a whole different country. I'm in a different time zone. Like I haven't spoken to anyone in proper unbroken English in weeks now. Yeah. Um, if I get sick. I'm going to feel like no one loves me. <laughs> and that's the only thing I could think about. I was like, if I, if I get sick, I could die just from being too sad about it. Like, <laughs> but I'm happy to report I did not get sick. The very next day, I made it up to my own taste buds and went to Starbucks. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> I love so that it. is like my my one thing that I was like I can't believe I'm about to eat this and then I did and we were okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my question for you is where is your happy place? I feel like I okay no please tell me where's your happy place? <laughs> <laughs> um, my happy place is not a place. Yeah. It's um like the feeling of being mm-hmm. right in 
in line with my purpose is my happy place. Yeah. Um, and it, it's crazy to say that because like tomorrow I am going to one of my things that I would say, like, honestly, to the listener, if, if any one of these listeners were to pop up in my life, pop in, slide in my DMs and say, hey, <laughs> no, but for real, where's your happy place? We want to send you there on vacation. I'm going to tell you it's the beach. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah. I love the beach. I yeah. will go to the beach tomorrow morning. Um, yeah. but, but I'm in a season where my happiest place is in the places where I'm doing exactly what I know I'm yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm, because I'm Enneagram 4 or also because I'm just me, yeah. <laughs> I... I can go to my quote unquote happy place physically yeah. and not feel happy. Mm. And yeah. so I find that when it comes to your happy place, you know, I find comfort in, in like the way my best friend hugs me. Yeah. I find comfort in that. Yeah. Like shout out bestie, you know, yeah. but it's like in, in in a vocal tone of my dad you know there's happiness there and the way my mom will comment on one of my photos thinking that I'm texting one person (laughs) when I'm posting on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like those my happy places are in moments and people and purpose I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's all about mindset too, because like you have to be, you have to change your mindset and be like good within yourself in order for you to be good for someone else, you know, or anywhere, you know, you bounce around the entire world looking and searching for something and you will never find it until you like do the work for you. Oh, so important. Yeah. Doing the work is a big undertaking. It's so I have hard. some friends that are doing that too. Yeah. It can be traumatizing. It, it could be a yeah. lot, especially if you're just not, if you're not ready, you know, you also have to be ready to do the work too. Cause yeah. I, you know, I met, this is probably stretching your podcast too long, but I feel like this is a good <laughs> thing to share. And please so do. I'm going to do it. And you can cut it out if you want to. (laughs) Probably one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever given someone that I can't believe I said it was the importance of if you want to be great at anything, Mm -hmm. at anything, if you want to have something to say, or if you want to be inspirational in any way, you need to start writing stuff down. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just writing a sentence a day, keep it in a notebook. And I found so much power in that because there are people that come to me asking questions about how do I, you know, as I'm transitioning from one gym to another, there's a lot of people that are like, how do I teach like you? but that's not what the world needs. And that's not what the room needs. That's not what that gym needs. Mm-hmm. The gym needs 
or, or the platform itself needs you to find your voice. And the only way that I know to do that is to actually put physical pen to paper and physically flesh it out, as they say, you know, you have to, you have to go through some of that. You have to unpack some of your trauma. You have to, you must, not only do you owe it to the people around you, the people that love and care about you, but so many more people will be impacted by your life when you actually know what you stand for mm-hmm. and who you are. So real. And like, I think about, you know, this one girl I told the other day, I was like, go now, go now to the store. Do not wait another day. Yeah. Go to a store, get a notebook. It doesn't have to be cute. Yeah. I mean, more power to you if it is, if it motivates <laughs> you to write in it. Yes. Yeah. But you also don't have to write an entire novel. Yeah. You could just yeah. be like, hey, today sucked. And you might, you might have that same entry for a year and a half. Yeah. Today sucked. Every day, just today sucked, today sucked, today sucked. And then one day, something is going to shake through. Something is going to break free because everything around you is a moving part. It's not just you. You're not going through this world just bouncing off of other <laughs> molecules haphazardly breakthroughs bound to happen yeah Yeah. I know that's like totally off topic but I feel like maybe someone out there needs to hear it so welcome to me I just said it it's very (laughs) timely and I think it could be like a whole nother podcast about just that topic in general um so I appreciate you sharing that and we won't cut it out Jenny we'll keep it in (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, you guys. (laughs) Our last question before we roll out is, what's the name of your podcast? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. My name of my podcast is Authentic Inspiration. Yes. Um, Yeah. And that's because that's just. Yes. I love that. Because that embodies you. That, That embodies you. Like, I'm in your intro generally like explained you that way <laughs> so that's so yeah. good that really embodies you agreed where yeah, can they, uh where can they find you outside of your podcast like on social media um so i am on social um jenny j-e-n-n-y works w-e-r-x okay. is my instagram you can also type that in in facebook i'm pretty sure it'll show up um and then if like you really want to see somebody going through the struggle and learning something <laughs> like after 35 being brand new, my, I have a DJ page as well on Instagram. Okay. It's really sad in that like it has like 100 people on it, but yeah. I love those 100 people so much. Um, but you like you get to see what what being a beginner looks like. Yeah. And um, it's that one is it as in I-T-S uh, underscore O two O H the number two underscore the number two U. Awesome. The letter U, not Y-O-U. Yeah. Okay. So my DJ name is O2 uh, because I graduated high school in O2 and my that. music taste. When I hear a DJ, I like, I love when DJs play stuff that I listened to in high school. 
Yeah. I think that's the best music. So <laughs> early 2000s. Yeah. So if ever you want to hear TLC and Nelly come to one of my sets, it's the best. <laughs> I love it. Well, we'll yeah. share your information in the show notes below. Of course. I just want to thank you again, Jenny, for coming and dropping some gems on us as you always do and always continuing to amaze me and inspire me um, and you being your authentic self. And I think the world would be a better place if everybody was their authentic self, except for there's a few people who maybe not, but most people I would have to agree yeah yeah most people some people they need to keep being fake um (laughs) call them out call them out I'm just kidding kidding. right let's go over names on on the next podcast we will talk name by name going down the list this track but make it a podcast Um, (laughs) yes well until next time take good care thank you Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So I hope you all enjoyed that podcast. I really enjoyed hearing Jenny um, speak about how it is to put the light on others. That is something that has been really just in my consciousness over the last because you guys know we um record in the past so when you guys hear this it's been a a week or two or so since we recorded it so ever since she talked about holding the light up for others I I've had a, a bigger appreciation of people who do that one um and two think about the way that I can shine the light on other people as well um and I, I really think that there's a lot of value in that and, uh, you know, giving without any need, well, not need of anything in return, but just the thought of giving someone their platform rightfully, um, you know, builds you up and not tear you down. So I love that. And um, yeah, yeah. did I- you want to share something? Yeah, I mean, I liked Jenny in in general. Like, she was very bubbly. Um, She was very insightful. Um, It seems like some of the things... She's kind of just created her own path, um, ultimately, is what I I got from the episode. Um, And which is a good thing, and she stands in it very boldly. I'm sure it's probably really hard sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially when you're dealing in you're in a society that's very structured and most people follow the status quo so like when she was talking about her mother and how you know her mother gets on her about not having like these Mm -hmm. things that you know the status quo people have and I think it's more of like fear and safety yeah Um, yeah but it's good that she's just like you know mom I'm okay you know like thank you for I know you love me I know you care about me I know that, you know, you want what's best for me. Um, but, you know, I, I got to live my life on my own so that I'm not like miserable. Because I think if I remember right, she was um, talking about how if she had to sit at a desk all day, she would like literally. She wouldn't. Inside, so she just wouldn't. That's yeah. what I'm like, yeah. laughing because I'm like, that's not her life. I couldn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good that she just kind of broke out of that and had the courage to say, you know what? 
I know it doesn't look like something that everybody else is doing, but you know, as long as I can eat and I can enjoy my life and I have a place to stay, that's all that matters. So, yeah. 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 So Taylor, what's the self-care tip of the week? Not the day, the week. Yes. And the (laughs) whole entire week. So the self-care tip of the week is find your acceptance. Um, We talk about uh, complacency a lot. Uh People being complacent with unequivocal. Dang, I'm using big words today. Uh, <laughs> okay unequivocal. unequivocal outcomes to your potential Ooh, that's so good so <laughs> in, in the way that because you know I think about these things but when I actually put them into the universe I'm like oh my goodness but if you guys didn't think that was good that's fine but anyways <laughs> so when we think about like complacency we're thinking of people um maybe um being okay with unlike fulfilling things in life right so we think about uh being complacent in a job being complacent in a relationship where it's no longer feeding you and into your potential but you stay because it's comfortable. You stay because you don't know anything different. You stay because you think that's what you're supposed to do. There's an expectation um, for all the reasons besides being true to your potential. And when I think about like find your acceptance, it's of your purpose. And when you accept your purpose, you acknowledge your potential and you walk in what your purpose is and I think a lot of times um we think that being complacent and being accepting of our fate or our potential are the same and I just had like some internal thoughts about the fact that it's just not um (laughs) like there's Mm -hmm. a really big difference and I have watched how that has manifest in my life thus far and and I've only really been doing this like specifically like as an adult for you know the last two and a half three years um of figuring it out I mean of course I had four years of college but it's kind of a bubble when you're in college versus like really finding jobs and like doing it on your own and there's been times of complacency over the last seven, eight years that I can look at in my life and I, and I can acknowledge why I was complacent. Um, and it usually was aligned with the idea of me not necessarily feeling purposeful um, in those spaces. And um, thankfully, like I've been able to maneuver that um, into something that I feel is more aligned with my purpose and, you know, what God has for me. Um, but, you know, it's through having those support systems around you. It's through, um, you know, first you acknowledging that this is not where you want to be and acknowledging that you have the ability and the potential to be what it is that would bring you happiness and fulfillment. Um, 
And so I wanted to share um, this thought and it really was a conversation with my best friend Maggie about accepting your purpose and being able to, you know, accept your purpose, not your circumstances. And that's what complacency is, is accepting your circumstances. So yeah, that's all I got for you. Um, when you mentioned the name, I was like, I can only imagine what that conversation was like, because I feel like Maggie is a mixture of keeping it real, no matter if it hurts your feelings or not, and uh, some comedy in there with some a little <laughs> bit of like, you know, do it with some comedy. So it's like, she'll keep it real, but she loves you. So she's going to be like, girl, you know, you know, with some jokes and stuff. No, but she's yeah. dead serious. Well, this was a conversation when she picked me up from the airport of, I told her about like, you know, my season of, I know I'm about to be focused, like four or five years, things are about to look really different for me, whether that's in, you know, God willing, and if it's, it's his plan, and it's who I want to be as I finish my PhD, um, and that's my goal right now, you know, but even then, like, you know, things will look different if it doesn't, and either way, the outcome is, it'll be fine, but I was telling more so this was like me telling her of why I feel like I'm just like not full right now. Um, and I don't feel complacent right now because I mean, I'm making the moves to to have the situation that I want. Right. But um, it more came from me telling her of like where I'm at right now. So understood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to dig a little bit more into that offline. Yeah. So Amber, what's the tip of the week? So the tip of the week is stay in your own lane and be, stay in your own lane and work in your own uh, gifts ultimately. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that can look in so many different ways, but it made me think about that. Um, and also try, try not to be an original copy and try not to be like, be an original not a imitation or a copy of someone else and so it really kind of like sparked this thought really quick through um I I listened to this podcast called the journal with wall street journal Mm -hmm. and there was this episode that I'll share with you guys today um in the show notes that says why everyone is mad at instagram and so I have been hearing everybody I've Mm. been hearing people complain about instagram lately But ultimately, um, and to be honest with you, I don't get enough on the platform for it to like spark any type of frustration inside of me because I just don't spend, I have a limit on my phone for like 15, 20 minutes a day. And so that's all that I dose, (laughs) you know, myself into, um, because it can just go bad real quick. And so overall they're struggling right now. What's happening is that Instagram has made a lot of big changes on their app, which pissed off a lot of people that use their app. And so some of these things are like now people are not seeing their friends post anymore. They're seeing all these randoms that they don't know. They, you know, are now logging in and it feels like they're on uh, TikTok and they don't Mm -hmm. see nobody's pictures tons of ads like I don't really want to buy a whole bunch of stuff. I just want to see my friends 
And people that are making money and depend on these platforms are pissed off because this is how they make their money. And if they have to turn around and consistently always be learning how to do certain things on the platform, and then the hard work that they're putting in, it's not even getting to the people that they actually wanted to get to, it's frustrating. And so pretty much uh, people you know, we're pissed off at Mark and his, uh, and his crew. So, mm-hmm. um, and pretty much their, their response was give the program. So <laughs> it really pissed people off. And the biggest, uh, biggest competitor that they're having right now that they thought would be gone when they turned into meta was TikTok. They thought yeah. like, just like they decimated Snapchat, just, just like they were like, oh, bet girl, Instagram, we'll go ahead and just buy you. Uh, and take you off the market they can't do that with tiktok like TikTok is not having that um and they're finding that their reels and different things like that are just not doing good and and performance is just down because Mm. people just don't want to be on their on their platform because it's not fun they're not gaining what they originally came on there for and uh, people are starting to move on to TikTok because it's just easier to use. They don't have to have a million friends to see each other's platform. They don't have, they can see what type of content they want to see. They don't have to see a whole bunch of ads and stuff that they don't even want to buy with, you know, they don't have yeah. to do all that. And it's a lot easier and it's simple. And so the whole thing that I was kind of thinking about the entire time is when you're in business or let's say you're just a creator or let's just say you're neither none of that but you're just a person that's just out here trying to live their lives like I think sometimes we try to imitate or see other people like that we admire so it's like Mm -hmm. oh you know we admire this person let me literally construct my entire appearance to be like that person's little twin you know whether it's like change your hair buy the same type of clothes you know, it can even go to the extent of changing your personality or the things you say in the lingo to kind of be, you know, kind of favoring that person. And that might not necessarily be you. Um, And there's only so much copycatting you can do. Like the, the lesson that I've learned about Facebook is they see like someone comes up with a new idea and they just try instead of them staying in their own lane figuring out what they're good at, and monetizing that and maybe doing partnerships or maybe doing you know something they just like dominate and like absolutely not we will be number one at all times no matter what it means we will like literally you know you know everything Mm -hmm. that we need to do it doesn't matter and so and I think that it's backfiring on them because again TikTok is not having it no they're just you're not gonna buy us and you can copy us but your copy is trash so, you know, mm. and people read right through it. And so I'll share with you guys the um, the podcast. It's, it's actually pretty entertaining, especially if you do, if you are on both platforms, it even get, gets to the point. And I know people don't always like the Kardashians, but it even gets to the point of them um, even having a conversation or even complaining about it and how it's impacting their brand. But they, you know, they have billionaires. But it it also talks about the first, the girl that actually started the viral um, post that kind of tipped off this whole people getting pissed off and mm-hmm. and different things. So I do have a question. I might not be able to have the answer to it. And I'm not it an it's, a co- 
it's a conversational question. Okay. So we won't have to get like too deep into it, but yeah. you know, at what point is it sticking in your own lane or get left behind? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. with Instagram, I think they were fine up until they like send you your, I just was like going through my timeline and I just looked at it and it's just like, the ones where they're like you don't follow them and they want you to follow them um for certain promoted um posts and things like that like people trying to come up um which is cool but it's like yeah I guess it's it's different modes you should be able to be in but at the same time I spend an hour on Instagram a day I just looked at my (laughs) weekly average um and with that being the case in point it's like what are you filling yourself up with on your timeline so it's it's kind of a catch-22 if it was just your family just like Facebook died I don't do Facebook anymore definitely didn't die it It might have died for you and our generation, like I'm a zillennial, but in Z, Gen Z, uh, there's a lot of people who actually don't even have Facebooks or just got Facebooks because um, certain organizations forced them to, such as for me, it wasn't a forced. I already had it. I wanted it because um, I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace, so I made a Facebook. Um, and so... Mm-hmm um I needed it for school and that's like really the last time and the only time I post on that is like when I make big changes <laughs> like yeah. to be completely honest um yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people use Facebook for businesses I know for me that's what I mm, use my Facebook for and yeah. so and that's how I found found Rihanna you know mm. uh community groups but oh. people do that on Instagram too. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, not community count. groups, oh, okay. not community okay. yeah, groups, yeah, yeah, yeah. not community yeah. groups, but like finding people. Um, actually, uh, this is, should have been in the intro. I met this famous Instagrammer in Arizona <laughs> that I've known for a while. And I, I otherwise he would have just been a fine man walking down the street. But then they, she's like, oh, he's Instagram famous. Like, I know him. And then not, I know of him, right? And yeah. so then that's how it's about connection, too. Yeah. So it's it's so, it's a catch-22. Yeah. It ha- because Instagram is going to continue to be, you know, with the times and building their profile because they are about money. Yeah. If we don't want to, uh, you know, have the ads and talk to people who we don't want to talk to or see the content from people we don't want to see where as consumers are going to have to pay them because right now businesses and people yeah. who want to promote their posts are supporting their business yeah so it's like you know what I mean yeah. like it's tough it's tough because they see the value and how much it is and us as consumers the thought then becomes for social media then just go to like a, a text group if you only want to talk to the people you want to talk to you know yeah and I mean it kind of goes back to what, what I had mentioned earlier at the beginning of the episode about my wine business and how like everybody mm. that is in my that follows me 
on Instagram and um, Facebook are mainly in the demographic of Indiana and of a certain gender. Yeah. And so like the way that you can kind of grow and expand and get more exposure is being on the internet because there's only so many places in this country you can be, so many events you can go to and so many people that you can touch. But if you're on the internet, then, you know, it makes it a little bit different. I honestly thought about like, if I was good at it, which I'm not, um, is I, I really enjoy YouTube to be Mm -hmm. honest with you, because I think it's a little bit more, I think I like long form content than short Mm -hmm. form because I listen to Mm -hmm. a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. I like I don't really watch too much TV but I love to like see people's lives and experiences and different things and learn off of YouTube and I yeah. feel like that's kind of uh, untapped like now that we have all this long form and short like shorter form content on these TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, um, different like platforms I feel like YouTube is still there but I feel like you know, it's somewhat an untapped treasure and you can do mm. short form content on there too. Yeah, you can. So, I mean, I think it's whatever you, what, whatever your attention span is um, and whatever your goals are. I do think, I do agree with you that they need to stay with the times, but I do think like, instead of being a copycat, be an innovator. Like that's just my feedback that when someone is doing this, like, don't be like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to dominate them and put them down like Facebook if Facebook wasn't an innovator at the time that Facebook was created there would be no Facebook that Facebook was MySpace <laughs> like on a different, uh, to I a different beg to you differ. didn't get to create your page or whatever like MySpace you, didn't get free. you, you created your but page. not to the same extent True. like MySpace was fully customizable True. Um, versus like Facebook, you had a feed, you always had a feed, but you had your wall that you could do whatever you wanted with. But anyways, a long yeah. story short, uh, to wrap this up, because I know we have to get out of here for yeah. your sake um, this time, <laughs> um, I stick to your own lane and there's, there's a treasure in you. Yeah. 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 And I mean, there's obviously a little bit of gray in that and Mm -hmm. but you know I think that you don't always want to be that person that's always trying to catch behind someone else and copy them and you know take over I think it's it would be good to just kind of make your own path and kind of align with what we talked about with Jenny today or in our episode today and just like make your own path you know dominate Mm. in your own way and you know be the person that people are trying to be like don't be the person that's always trying to copy off someone that's that's pretty much kind of what I got from it but like you said there could be so many different views from a personal standpoint generation business etc I understand so and it's just a lot of it is it is and it's your attention span and it's your Mm. uh, technical skills because I can't do anything but post picture I'm not good at reels, you know, like all this other stuff. So you won't see me up here on TikToks doing anybody's dance. Like, you mean you're not going to do the jump change? Like when they throw the clothes up in the air and then they jump and then they're in the clothes. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that being said, like, no. Um, so yeah, it's a very that. hard technical thing to do yeah. because you have to have the timings right. But anyways. Yeah, the um, dumbest <laughs> thing that I did last that I can think of that was super dumb 
that was a fad was I did the cinnamon challenge and that was just like <laughs> that was miserable my head was burning for like days and I was like why am I doing this why so did now, we do that but and so you were dumb. like well old enough you were in college weren't you I was in college yeah, I was going to say because I know when I was doing it I was in middle school so. yeah I, did. I knew better and I didn't do better so that's mm. that's that and then after that I was like why am I and then at that point you're recording it and Facebook mm-hmm. back then I don't even think Instagram was even around uh Twitter might have been around but Facebook back then like all it's all granular and like yeah. not a picture and you're over here yeah you know it's just dumb for no reason it's dumb mm. it's dumb so anyways I'm not doing anything for the gram uh that's dumb so um but yeah so Taylor where can you find us you can find us on Instagram <laughs> at, <laughs> at the inner circle dot podcast you can also send us an email to the inner circle dot podcast at gmail.com Yes, and don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow, share with your friends on your yeah. social media platforms yeah, or yeah. in your DMs or text messages or even call somebody old school. So uh, <laughs> put it on your Facebook wall. Yeah, write a letter and mail it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, so y'all take good care and we'll see you back here next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>